Welcome back, everyone, to another edition of the Business Composite. This is your host, John Christopher, and today we're going to be examining how to recession-proof your investment portfolio and mitigate risk during uncertain times. History is such a great teacher, and if it's taught us anything about the broader financial markets, it's that they can be highly volatile and wholly unpredictable. Every time talk of recession looms, stocks, bonds, and even crypto dive, leaving many investors frazzled and incurring heavy losses. It begs the question, however, that when a recession comes around, if it's even possible to make your investment portfolio recession-proof. While there's no easy way to do that, you can greatly mitigate the risk to your holdings and make them less susceptible to extreme market corrections. Some of the most effective ways to do this are as follows. First, you're going to want to purchase dividend stocks. As a sophisticated investor, your objective is always to make money however you can. Generating income is the operative term here. On a significant market downturn, You'll be grateful to have dividend stocks in your portfolio to pay you something back periodically. There are a couple of factors to examine when choosing the right dividend stocks. First, you're going to want to look at the dividend yield, or how much it pays out. Conventional wisdom suggests that a yield of anywhere between 2 to 6% is considered sustainable, meaning the company will likely be able to offer a dividend long term. Second, Take a look at the beta value. The beta is a measure of volatility or systemic risk in securities. Typically, anything with a beta below 1.0 is considered less volatile. Less volatility means reduced risk. According to a fairly recent article in Kiplinger, some good examples of low volatility, high yield dividend stocks that meet both criteria include the following Kimberly Clark. Ticker symbol KMB. Dividend yield 4%. Five year beta 0.52. Kimberly Clark is considered one of the world's leading manufacturers of personal care products. Also, Amcor. Ticker symbol AMCR. Dividend yield 4.4%. Five year beta 0.42. Amcor is a Swiss-based company that specializes in packaging various staples, including but not limited to food, beverages, and medication. While neither of the previously mentioned equities come off as exciting, they nonetheless serve their purpose in helping shore up your investments during a downturn. Secondly, aside from purchasing dividend stocks, you're going to want to diversify your investments. Listen, this is a no-brainer, but worth mentioning. To effectively reduce your risk exposure, you must diversify your investment portfolio. Allocate your investment funds across multiple asset classes. Now, let's say, for instance, you have a total of $10,000 invested in the market via your brokerage account. Approximately 90% of those funds, or $9,000, are tied into this highly volatile biotech company touted as the next best thing, and you've heard others say it's poised to take off in the short term. However, you don't know that for sure, 
but you're willing to bet the farm on something not certain. So you may as well put that money to work for you at the craps table in Vegas rather than purchasing a single stock. In short, having the majority of your investment funds tied up in one stock could be a surefire way for you to lose long term if the company goes belly up or if the broader markets flatline in these current circumstances. While it's true that with high risk comes high reward, there's also the genuine possibility of losing most of your money. Just remember, it wouldn't be risky if the possibility of loss didn't exist. You'll want to spread your funds across a wide array of investments, especially in these current market conditions. Therefore, the diversification of your investment portfolio is crucial if you want to mitigate risk in a market downturn. An ideal portfolio will comprise investments in multiple asset classes. While the percentages may vary, depending on your risk tolerance, you'll likely want to have some of the following categories. Low-risk mutual funds, stocks, particularly dividend-paying stocks, precious metals, and cryptocurrency. A conservative portfolio will not be heavily invested in the riskier asset classes such as crypto. However, let's hypothetically take the $10,000 investment and break it out in terms of percentages to give you a more specified and nuanced view. A summary of $10,000 allocated among asset classes would be as follows. Mutual funds, low risk, low volatility, Let's say you put 60% or $6,000 there. Then you have stocks, particularly dividend-paying stocks, 20% or $2,000. After that is precious metals like gold and silver, 10% or about $1,000. And finally, you have cryptocurrency, allocating 10% or $1,000 there. Whether you're a newcomer at investing or already invested and are looking to limit your risk exposure, you can use the percentages to gauge how you might want to allocate assets. Low-risk, low-volatility mutual funds are a particular complement to diversifying your portfolio, given that they're invested in a number of securities. Moreover, unlike investing in one stock, mutual funds allow investors to invest in multiple equities, reducing the risk of loss. You'll want to do extensive research regarding which mutual funds may be the right fit for you, and study the prospectus of the funds you come across. Look closely at the fund's objective to ensure you're putting your money in low-risk, low-volatility funds. One such example is Vanguard Life Strategy Income Fund, or VASIX. In researching mutual funds, VASIX came up as a solid choice, having approximately 20% allocated in stocks, with the remainder invested in various bonds. According to an article in Morningstar, it was reported that during the financial crisis of 2008, the fund held up relatively well, given its exposure to equities was limited, and that the majority of VASIX was tied up in a widely held bond portfolio. The aforementioned mutual fund is just one example of a low-risk, low-volatility fund to consider. Now, when it comes to dividend-paying stocks, they're not typically prone to exploding to the upside in stock price. However, as previously discussed, they provide a steady stream of income periodically. Separately, precious metals like gold and silver have been a store of value since the beginning of time. And even though there have been instances where we have seen wild price swings, 
They have stood the test of time. What makes precious metal so attractive, gold in particular, is that it is seen as having intrinsic value, meaning it has more uses than just representing a monetary store of value. Additionally, gold and silver are typically seen as a hedge against inflation. While fiat currency's purchasing power may wane, precious metals tend to be stable throughout the tumultuous economic cycles. In looking at cryptocurrency, in my opinion, while I believe digital assets should be amongst portfolio investment holdings, the objective of creating a recession-proof portfolio is to limit as much as possible your exposure to risky assets. In this instance, crypto should represent a marginal swath of your holdings, but ultimately, asset allocation depends on your due diligence and decisions. Moreover, it also depends on your tolerance for risk. Cryptocurrency has been known for its wild swings, so if you're looking to take a conservative approach to invest, many would advise against putting most of your money into crypto. Investing is no easy task, let alone trying to preserve your money during a vicious bear market or recession. Notwithstanding, you can effectively mitigate the risk of financial losses in a market downturn with proper guidance and careful research. As a reminder, this episode is strictly meant for informational purposes only. This is not intended to constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. All opinions expressed are based on personal research. There are risks when investing, even loss of principal. Any security or other type of investment's past performance is not a guarantee of future investment performance. All right, everyone, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of The Business Composite. Be sure to tune in for the next upcoming episode. If you've liked what you've heard, feel free to leave a review on Apple iTunes and subscribe to the podcast. Until next time, this is your host, John Christopher, signing off and encouraging you to think smart and stay wise.